With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you have dark circles and under eye bags, we have some exciting news. We want to celebrate selling our millionth jar of Hydrolyze Advanced Under Eye Cream. And we're giving away as many risk-free trials as we can in the next 24 hours. To take part in our million jar celebration, call 1-800-754-9667 in the next 24 hours and find out how you can try Hydrolyze risk-free. The clinically proven ingredients in Hydrolyze visibly erase dark circles and under eye bags. Whether they're due to stress, aging, fatigue, even your diet, it works so well, we've sold one million jars. Now we want to celebrate by letting you try it absolutely risk-free. All celebrations have to come to an end, so this radio offer will not last forever. If you suffer from dark under eye circles and bags, this is your chance to visibly erase them risk-free. Call now for your risk-free trial of Hydrolyze. If lines are busy, call again. That's 1-800-754-9667. Heavy metal, the way it was meant to be.
All right, we start out the show with Accept, and we have an interview tonight with Wolf Hoffman from Accept that comes off one of the band's later records, one of the last to feature Udo Death Row, and that was Dead On. And right now, let me check. Tommy, you there? Yeah. All right. You know what it is? I've been moving the chat over the phone area, so I can't see if the number's connected or not. i got to move it. Okay. Yeah, I just can't fit everything on that little screen, you know? I know. Something else. Yeah, so I try to connect you and move it over. I always forget to move it back to make sure that you're still there, because sometimes I click a button and I forget. But what's going on, buddy? Not a problem. No, not that much. Same old shit. Hey, nice quiet day here in New York. You know, a little, little nippy out today. Yeah, a little damp and muggy. Yeah, what are you going to do? You know, at least we're still here, you know. I was worried that after yesterday we might not even be around today, so. Right, right, right. I guess we survived, you know. Unless we're on the other side, we just don't know it yet. Maybe our life's been hell all this time. We don't know the difference. Exactly. So we just moved into another parallel. That's it. That's it. A different level. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? I was reading about that crazy guy from Staten Island who spent like $140,000 on billboards and ads for this. <laughs> yeah, isn't he like a, what do you call it, like an MTA guy or something? I, I, yeah, he worked for the transit, they said. Uh, he retired. That's a lot of money to spend. <laughs> so he, he had to hope he died because now he's got nothing to live on. Yeah, really. If I if I would have known in my heart, heart of hearts, I would have spent, forget, I would have ran up all my credit cards and I'd be fucked today. Of course, but you know what? Nobody does know. Only God knows when the time is coming. That's it. They, said, they say it somewhere that no one knows. It's going to come, and that's it. So That's it. Just live your life. Have a good time as long as you don't hurt anybody. And uh, not too bad. And, exactly. Um, that's it, you know. I mean, no matter what religion, even even if you're an atheist, you got to believe that. That, you know, it's just gonna, There's something, yeah. It's going to come, and that's it. Oh, no, there's no warnings and nothing, you know. You got that right. I mean, you know, I've already lived through the first rapture. You know, I, I hit the end of days when I got married back in... Uh, 1991. Oh. So the second time around, it's not going to be that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding well, the around. The second time will probably be your daughter's wedding. That I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that's many years off, but eh, what are you going to do? Well, you know what? We got an interview tonight with Wolf Hoffman from Accept. We were supposed to have Andy Hout from the band Zero King on. Hmm. And I got a call from the manager the other day that they're actually on stage right now at a festival out in the Midwest. So. Wow. They couldn't make it, so he replaced that Andy with another Andy, Andy Paul from Scream Marina. Great band out of London. They have that classic, you know, uh, hard rock sound like Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Judas Priest all mixed together. Oh, that sounds good. They're out in England. They're supposed to call in tonight, but something happened, and he can't make it either. So oh. we got Wolf Hoffman. That's all that matters. I'll get yeah. both Andys on again next month. At least I knew ahead of time, so I didn't have to take out the book today, you know? Exactly. So that's all I appreciate. Just a little phone call ahead of time. That you know, hey, yeah, a little email, a little phone call. Exactly. And, and and that's what happens. I got to thank Dave for giving me that. And also, Dave uh, invited me to Rocklahoma. You know, the VIP, the backstage passes. I really appreciate that. I can't make it, but I forwarded it to our good friend Ryan Harmon, who lives right near there. Oh, that's so, uh, great. Yep. So Ryan is going to be at Rocklahoma, I think, next week, and with a with a press pass, and he's going to get to go backstage in a. He's going to do some, uh, what do they call it for us, uh, some remote... Uh... Yeah, it's like a remote feed. If there's uh, anything going cool. on Sunday over there on a Sunday night, uh, right. which there might be because it's Memorial Day, I think, the Monday. So uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, the whole thing was for the Texas Hippie Coalition, interview them. Right. But uh, he's got access to everybody back there. So whoever he can grab, he can grab. Motley Crue's on the bill, Poison. So Ryan should enjoy that. Very nice. 
That's what I say. And I want to thank Ray for also inviting me to the M- M3 Festival this weekend for the same thing. I just couldn't make it. You know, it's it's hard on a on a Friday and Saturday right. to take a four five hour car ride when you're working. You know, yeah. if uh, we didn't go to Nam this year, I would have definitely hit one of those two up and uh, do some vacation days on it. But we took off a few days to go to California and. Can't really do that, but uh, we got, like I said, we got a good show tonight. Uh, I went to see White Snake the other day at Irvin uh, Plaza. Uh, stopped in over there. Nice, nice bunch of guys and a great show. Oh, cool. Great show. David Coverdale, super sweet guy. I want to thank Doug Aldrich for inviting me over there. I appreciate that. Really, really nice guy himself. Uh, it was a little laid back with the vocals that night, but uh, it was a good show. Like, you know, it wasn't as as intense, you know, as I thought it might have been, you know, but. I know he had the surgery and he had the problems with his voice. I guess he's, you know, kind of taking it easy. Mm-hmm. But he still sounded amazing. So, got to give the guy credit. You know, we're almost 60 years old. He's still got the chops. Oh, sure, sure. So, that was good. I missed our buddy Ken from Pearson Metal. He was out in the audience somewhere. Uh, he couldn't get that far back that show. <laughs> I was lucky enough. So, that was really good. And I appreciate wow. that. So, that's oh, about yeah. it. Anything else going on? I actually have something. According to TMZ, Vinnie Vincent, the guitarist, uh, who took Ace's place in Kiss was arrested today on charges of aggravated assault. I saw that. I, I was going to mention that later on. I, oh, I saw I'm that. Sorry. Well, I get, you know, no, no, we're talking about I it now. Because I, I looked this morning and it was nothing. So this is my second look. And I said, Vincent's uh, real name, Vinnie Cassano, was busted in Rutherford County uh, Sheriff's Department in Tennessee, held on $10,000 bail. That was for uh, uh, aggravated assault, right? Yeah, it doesn't say. On I think who. I think what it was is that he saw a pop up of Gene Simmons, like one of those stand ups oh, in a record maybe. store. Oh, yeah. That's... And he assaulted it. <laughs> it I don't know. know. A lot of times, I've I've done similar uh, things to uh, pictures <laughs> and posters of Gene Simmons. So I think that's might that might have been what it was. You know, I think oh, he had like one of those uh, cardboard stand ups in a. And it was supposed it. to reveal at the Nam show the official Vinnie Vincent model guitar, but it never happened, from what I understand. <laughs> We need, We would have heard or saw something. I mean, I mean there's a lot we missed because it's just too big, but yeah, I think we would have heard or saw heard something like that. It. Yeah. Since then, yeah. You know? Maybe, like well, you know, people always asking, where, he, where is he? What's he doing? Now you know. He's assaulting somebody. He's assaulting people in, uh, allegedly, we should say. Yeah, allegedly well, that, assaulting yeah, people well, in Tennessee. Well, according to TMZ, so let them hold on to everything. But, um, yeah, I remember um, there was a rumor also that Vinnie Vincent was uh had also gone the way of uh oh, sex change, right? Yes, uh, the way yeah. of what's her name? <laughs> maybe uh, maybe he is maybe Vinny Vincent is Chaz Bono. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is. You never know, he put on a few pounds. Oh my god. <laughs> you never know, but people I I wish we could get in touch with him somehow, like you know, find them, mm. like a contact to get I think he would be great to have on here. So, so all those years he spent like suing kiss I yeah. guess for the royalties, you know, sure. for the sure. for the music, he wound up having to pay Kiss like eighty something thousand dollars <laughs> in the lawsuits. The judge ruled against them, and he had to pay all of Kiss's expenses and lawyer fees, which, which like eighty one thousand dollars. He had to claim bankruptcy. Maybe he assaulted like the mini Gene Simmons in that little band, <laughs> Little Kiss. <laughs> mini Kiss, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're about the same height to two of them. So <laughs> the there you go. Height. Right, right. He probably said, "I, I can take know, him man. now." That's funny, but I, mean, I, don't, I know the guy's got problems and everything, you know, with that, but I don't know how it works with the royalties, like why they're not, you know, he's not getting paid, because you know damn well he pretty much wrote probably everything on those records back then. Oh, definitely on Creatures but, of the Night, 
Yeah, but Kiss took the makeup. Well, Chris, yeah, that, the makeup was and on then, for that. Yeah, and then when he was actually a member of the band, from Creatures of the Night to um, to I was it Lick It Up or the album after that? I think maybe the album, the album Lick after it up. that. When the well, actually, you never know. He might have. He might have. Uh, Wrote after that. I'm not too sure. I'll be honest with you. I have to look on. Uh, I have to look and check it out. But he, you know, when Kiss was down in the dumps, you know, in the in the late after Dynasty. I mean, you know, I mean, even now it's before that, like Unmasked and uh, and the Elder. They were right. just on hard times. I mean, nobody even cared about them anymore. Yeah. And when it took the makeup off and he joined the band, he wrote uh, almost all little songs. You know, Kiss has had people writing music for them since oh, the beginning. True, and you know, helping them writing songs, so yeah. you know he kind of brought them back, you know, with all that music. So why not just pay the guys? You know, it, it makes no sense to me. It's like it's like nickels and dimes to them in the end. It's 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 the power, I guess. You know. Yeah, whole, yeah. We got to find him. We we have to find him, and uh, I I got to put a search out for him. If anybody has the number or the contact with Vinny, you know, he has no management no more. <laughs> PR people, but yeah, we got to find it. a contact with Vinny Vincent. Someone. Maybe we should just go to Tennessee and walk the streets. And see if he was salsa, and then we can find him that way. We gotta buy a Gene Simmons. Gene mask. Simmons mask. You go with Gene, I go with Paul, and we'll see who. I can wear the Paul, and you can wear the Gene, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe one of us will get assaulted. Yeah, if we get assaulted, then we'll find out. I'll uh, take a beating to get in touch with him. I don't care. Um, it's a shame to laugh at it, but that's that's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But we don't gotta we gotta trouble. find them. You don't want to get fucked around. Don't get in trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh oh God. my lord. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. We gotta get some music on. What should we do here? Uh, well, we were talking about the midgets, and uh, I know it's not correct to say that, but I don't care. I'm, I'm old school. I'm from Brooklyn. How about we do some Killer Dwarves? Little people. Okay. <laughs> Even though they weren't midgets, they were short people. They were just short people. All right, Killer Dwarves, this is Read Between the Lines. All right.
All right, that was Aaron's Rod with Crazy Again. That song really sucked. What did you think? Oh, man, I was, was going to ask you, what the hell is this? Wait, they, they were a good band out of Hawaii yeah. uh, back in the 80s. And then the first record, um, I just lost the title, Illusions Kill. It came out like 86. The band was around 83, 84. They came out. That first record is is just a killer record. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know, they just kind of like faded away a little bit. About a year or so later, mm-hmm. this demo came out called Hardball. It was supposed to be a record. They just couldn't get a contract, I guess, whatever at the time. You know, it shit fell apart. Yeah. And uh, I just got a copy of it now. But I didn't listen to it. I just figured, you know, it was probably similar to the first record. But it was really crappy. So I was like, wow, this is so disappointing because the first record was so heavy. I'm not, they weren't a speed metal band. You know, they weren't a thrash metal band. They just hard rock. like They were good. Like, they were like in the Maiden Priest vein, you know, good, good oh, power metal. Mm. But this album, now, now I know what I couldn't... It sound at all like that, yeah. Yeah, they, <clears> I, got, I wish I had something uploaded from the first record. I play that, you say, okay, that's pretty good, but oh. uh, terrible. I know they put a, a, a... They're still together. I mean, they got back together a few years back. And they put a record out in 2000, I call Afterlife. I never even bought it. Uh, I'm going to have to find it and see if they uh, still sound that way. They went back to the old uh, sound, you know? It could be wet, yeah. I hope they did, because that was really disappointing. And, you know, <laughs> just not that good, man. I'm telling you. Ah, but what are you going to do? They were a good band back in the day, but... Uh, you experimented a little bit, you know. Yeah, this is nothing catchy. Like, you know, uh, I was listening to the New Journey, the New Journey record the other day. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's terrible. I gotta be honest with you. I mean, Good. Uh, you know, uh, and what else did I have? Oh, I was playing Warren, the Rock Hulk record. I'm not crazy about it. I know Bob had him on on fight uh, on uh, Old Hill Hair on his Fighting Words Radio Network, and Alex had him on his show, mm. uh, the singer Robin Mason. I, I like Robin Mason; he's a great singer. But I just right. didn't care for the album. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of hooks in it. And the same thing with Journey. These bands were known back in the heyday for like you know really catchy songs. Yeah, like even. To- if- even if you like were like a you know hardcore metalhead, you could still, well you know as long as you like some kind of melody, you know you could exactly. appreciate the melody, the guitar playing, the singing, the melodies, the hooks. You might not be a big fan, but you could appreciate that, you know. Exactly, you know you write the whole thing in music is to write catchy songs. I don't care you know yeah, what genre right. of music you're playing. Right, like DRI. Yes, exactly. Band. But there's nothing catchy on the New Journey records. It sounds monotonous. <laughs> Yeah. And said to the, I mean, I don't get it. But it's not just those bands. It's a lot of the bands that they put out records. I mean, you know, classic metal, they say, is making a comeback. Every band is like, you know, Ozzy's like, my next record is going to sound like I did in the 80s. Yeah, right. Every band's like, I'm going back to the 80s. But it's not the 80s anymore. And it's not saying that, you know, you can't reproduce that. But that whole vibe is gone. And that affects, affected the sound of the music, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's just these bands are not writing albums with catchy songs on there. You can write a, a thrash metal song, go as fast as Slay or Metallica used to be. It's got to be catchy, but there's got to be a, a riff and, a, and a, something oh, to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's like every song by every band that comes out today, it's just monotonous, thrown through. The new Accept record, I think it's probably one of the best ones that came out last year because it's got hooks and catches to it. You remember you can remember the words. Right. A great record, but bands aren't doing that on it. They just—I don't know if they forgot how to write catchy songs, or they think they have to take stuff that's going on around them and put it into their music. I, I don't know. Be a leader, not a follower. Exactly, and it bothers me when you see coming from bands that have been around for thirty years, whether oh, they've broken up and gotten back together. You, you, were, you guys were in the scene in the beginning. You guys like the originators. You should not be doing what's going around now. Right. And I think that's why, except kind of. Uh, the round kind of like shown last year because they just wrote like they used to write years ago. They picked the same up where they kind of left off. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. So thank God for that. And we'll get to the interview with Wolf Hoffman on in about five minutes or so. Uh, i got to play a good song now because, you know, that's kind of crappy. But, yeah, uh, really. you got well, to pick us up a little bit here. Exactly. You know, since we're talking about Accept, how about we play Accept's new singer, Mark Tunnell's old band, T.T. Quick. All right. And, cool. uh, you know, when I was a kid in the 80s, I, I, I was like a diehard wrestling fan, like, you know, with the WWF. And, and Macho yeah. Man died uh, yeah. the other day in, in a car accident. All he right. was always my favorite. I mean, he was... He was the best. I mean, I lived for that stuff back then. You know, I used to love the wrestling from Florida. I don't know if you ever caught it back then. Sure. Uh, uh, with, Greg with Dusty Soli. Rhodes and the, all Greg of them. Soli? Was it Greg Soley? No, that wasn't from Florida, was it? No, it was. Uh, I can't remember. the. I used to watch it on, on, uh, on UHF back then. We yeah, had UHF, 41 you know? on the Spanish station. It was, I was on uh, six, uh, U68. It became like a oh, rock okay. station later on. Okay. And then it actually became the original home shopping channel. Right, uh, exactly. Home shopping, but uh, they used to have the Russell fl- and Dusty Rhodes was there. Dusty uh, Rhodes. Oh. I can't remember all the all the different people, but that was great stuff. But I was always a big Macho Man fan. He was the best. Would you go do that for now, Elizabeth? I mean, he was. There was nobody better than him. He was such oh, a character. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> he was the best. And, it's and the that whole that thing with uh, Elizabeth and um, what's his name? Um, Gene Oakland. And uh, and Gene, but the uh, what's his name with the green tongue? What was his name? Oh, George Animal Steel. George Animal Steel. <laughs> oh gosh, I can forget. That was hilarious. I, I remember, you know, in Brooklyn where we used to live on 86, we used to have the Rollerama. You remember that off of uh, 24th Avenue? Sure. And I just a CV. And I was a, when I last lived in Brooklyn, it was a CVS back then. But it used to be the Rollerama. It was a roller skating rink. Right. And you used to have wrestling in there like every couple of months. Uh-huh. And I used to go there with my father religiously whenever he came around. We used to see uh, Bruno Sammartino was still wrestling back then. Ah. Uh, Chief J. Strongbow was in the tag team with the other guy. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, it was supposed to be his brother. You know, they were tag team wrestlers. Yeah. That was some really good stuff we got to see back then. And uh, those are the days that I missed from wrestling. You know, it became a little too theatrical after that. But uh, yeah. at least back then you could almost believe that it was real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But was, and I, I didn't know that Miss Elizabeth died too. Yeah, she had died earlier, uh, maybe 10 years ago, right? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, she died like 10 years ago. Cause I remember, uh, what's his name, um, <laughs> the Iron Sheik, a few, uh, the last couple of years, been on Howard Stern. And uh, they were kind of, re- the, the guy Pharrell on uh, satellite radio, he's on one of Howard's stations. He's like a sports guy. I really don't yeah. like the guy, but he kind of re- resurrected uh, Iron Sheik. And oh, okay. a couple of videos going around that, um, um, and people would interview Iron Sheik and ask him, "What do you think of this guy? What do you think of that guy?" And he would just curse everybody out. So a couple of those YouTube videos were floating, and uh, and Iron Sheik was like serious, you know. So Pharrell called, him, you know, brought him on, and had somebody call in who who imitated Randy, uh, Randy, you know, Randy Savage's voice. Yeah. And he actually thought it was Randy, and he just said, "You're a piece of crap." Well, you know, obviously cursed. Yeah. He said, "Shit, you're this, you're that." Uh, Elizabeth was an angel. She was a beautiful woman, and you abused her. So I don't know what you know what went on, you know. Yeah. Back then, but um, that's a long time ago. But I just I didn't realize that she had passed away because I stopped following wrestling. Yeah, yeah. A long he, time he ago, you know. He was an amazing. He was an amazing. Uh, Good guy, bad guy, you know. Definitely. So you know what? We'll send this TT Quick Out song to him as a song called Stone Dirt Cowboy. (laughs) 
Hey, Wolf, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Oh, How's it going? Great. How are you? Good, dude. I'm sitting at the beach, on the beach in uh, Ventura, California. Life's oh, good. Oh, God. Who, who's got it better than you, huh? I know. Nobody right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, man. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you today. I've been a fan of you guys going back to the breaker days, and it's so, it's just so great to see you guys having, you know, this great run, you know, all over again. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I mean, we're feeling rejuvenated like you can, can't imagine. It's really good and satisfying right now. Yeah, it's a good feeling, especially today because, you know, you know, metal fell on some hard times, you know, in the late 90s and, and the early part of the, this decade. But you guys yeah. just seem to have come back, and, and people are like, it's uniting more than back in, in the heyday of heavy metal. It is. I mean, right now we're having better reactions from the fans and a, and then a better overall response than we've had in a long time, maybe in forever. I don't remember having this sort of reaction to an album in the 80s, to be honest. It's true, and it's got to be a good feeling, and especially since, you know, I mean, over the over the, over time, you know, Iron Maiden, they replaced their lead singer, ACDC, they wanted to have bigger success. Did you think this would happen with Mark coming into the band, or you weren't sure how the fans were going to react, because it seems like everybody loves it? You know, it's been a very tough thing for us, because we've had bad experiences with that before, and, uh, but that didn't keep us from trying anyhow, because we felt like this has to work, you know, because his voice is so good and it's so perfect and such a perfect fit for us that we said, this has to work. We have to try it. Besides, what do we have to lose? Otherwise, we had nothing, you know. If we didn't do this with Mark, we wouldn't have any band anyhow. It wasn't like we kicked somebody out or whatever. It was like we had no singer and Mark happened to come into our lives and we felt like, let's just go for it and see what happens. But we didn't really know what fans would say, to be honest, you know. Well, it worked out Nobody. great. I was at the first show you did back in, uh, I think, last May in New York City at the Gramercy. The place was packed. Everybody was uh-huh. going crazy. I mean, it was just, it was so good to see that. It felt so good to see you guys, you know, have that again as a fan. And I'm so happy for you. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, there was, there was an unforgettable night, I have to say, because we, this was our first show together ever. And uh, I probably will never forget that because everybody was, was nervous to a degree. I mean, not overly nervous, but because we were so, we felt pretty confident. But at the same time, we didn't really know. You know, it could have been much worse. Or you know, true. But I guess like after you started playing and you saw the fan reaction, that probably just put all your minds at ease, and you were able to just get down because you played for like two and a half hours that night. What an amazing show! You went through like your whole catalog. It was just incredible. Yeah, we put on uh, a lot of show, a lot of songs that night, didn't we? I know it was a long, long set. It was cool. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was worth it. And like you were saying before, you're talking about like you know you weren't sure how things were gonna work out with Mark. You tried it before, and uh, you go back to like '89 with "Eat the Heat" with David Reese. It was a great record. It was, the songs were top notch on there, in my opinion. Just I guess the chemistry just didn't work out at the time. But that didn't. It was the wrong, the wrong, wrong move. Yeah, it was the wrong move for the band with the wrong singer I mean it, there was a lot of obviously when you do that and you change singers and you change the direction of the band slightly and stuff there's too many variables in that and you know maybe the time wasn't right and I don't know it just didn't it didn't happen and it's it almost doesn't matter now why it didn't happen but surely yeah. it, it wasn't you know it, it didn't it didn't click that and you know 
we didn't jive with with uh, David Reese at all, and he was just the wrong guy overall. Anyhow, and you know, we found out when it was too late. What are you going to do? But this time, we felt really confident that Mark's the right guy. How'd you come across Mark? Were you friends, or you know, before before getting together, or did anybody in the band happen to work with him in the past? Hell no! It was a crazy story. We just uh, did a jam session one day about two years ago, and um, Peter and I were just jamming in a room, cranking some old accept riffs, and and just with a local drummer there. And somebody suggested to give Mark Tornillo a call to come over for the day and just join us, you know. And we did. We just felt it's going to be a, a day of fun, nothing else. And. Uh, well, he was nice enough to come over, and, and he was actually familiar with some of our old, with our classic accept songs, like Fast as a Shark and, yeah. I don't know, Balls to the Wall. So we just jammed on those riffs, on those songs, and immediately, as soon as he started singing, we said, wait a minute, where, where did this guy come from? Why have we never heard of him? And, and we decided on the spot to ask him whether he wanted to join the band. And, oh, uh, the, that was good. And that, glad you did that. And it, and a couple of days later, we announced to the world, we're going to reform Accept without having a clue how to go about it and that we have to make a new record and all that. That was oh, totally unplanned, all of it, you know. Well, well, it worked out great. And what about Herman Frank? You know, you got Herman Frank back into the band. Uh, how did that all come about? Well, we knew Herman was available and interested uh, because he was with us in 2005 when we did a short... Uh, run of festival shows with Udo and uh, that was the last thing Udo wanted to do with us but you know we knew Herman was there and we played with him then and the same with Stefan Schwarzman those two guys are actually almost you know original members at this point just because they've been with us for a number of years and on a number of tours and uh, so we it was only natural for us to ask them to come on board and luckily they said yeah they're they're into it I heard his voice, and we, we sent them a couple of audio clips, and they were they were, they were excited, you know. Yeah, it was good to see Herman Frank because I hadn't seen him since going back to the Restless and Wild days. So it, it was good to have him around there, you know, see him. And that was a great feeling there. And, you know, Blood of the Nations last year it wound up on almost every radio station or magazine's top ten list. It wound up being the best record on, on a lot of sites. Uh, that must have took you yeah. by surprise, right? Oh man, it was so satisfying and, and and such a relief to see how that you know that it came to that. Especially since early on when we announced to the world that we're going to do this, a lot of people said, you know, we've been there before with a new singer, it's never going to work, and why bother, and who needs it, and all this negative stuff. And you know, now that to see how everybody has come around and really embraces the new lineup is is very, of course, satisfying. <laughs> say the least yeah you know it's a shame because like you know it's like Udo didn't want to do it no more and you have so many other bands who one member doesn't want to you know get involved anymore they're doing their own thing and there's no reason right. why the band shouldn't continue on if everything's working right because yeah. you know the fans want to hear the music we don't want you know and right. and like you said you got a great fit this time around and, and it's just showing so I mean God sure. bless and, 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 and at the end of the day at the end of the day, we're we're musicians. We want to just play, and if it has to be in a different shape or form, then so be it. But I mean, the fans—I know that they always want the original back and the original as much as possible. But if it's not possible, then you know, what are you going to do? You, you can't just on. sit at home and you, you, yeah, you have to move on and 
do something else, and that's what we did. And luckily, it worked so well, you know, because we don't rest, just want to sit, be retired for the rest of our lives just because one guy doesn't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent I'm glad that you guys didn't do that. And I mean, you've been you've been torn pretty much nonstop for the last year. The album's been right. all over the place. You're gonna keep this momentum going, or is it time to, you know, maybe take a break a little bit and relax? <laughs> no rest for the wicked, man. We're gonna go, <laughs> gonna straight back to the studio here in uh, July. Uh, not the studio right away. Obviously, we have to write new material first, but we want to stop touring and uh, concentrate on new songs. And then when it's time, this fall maybe, we'll go back into the studio and crank out another one. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, and going to Blood of the Nations, was everything on that album just written recently by you guys? I know you and Peter write a lot. You know, you're like the main writers of the band. Or did you have any of that stuff in the can from years ago that you kind of dug up and reworked? Nothing was in, in the can. No, it was all brand new wow. stuff. Because we didn't write anything because there was no band, you know. There's no sense in writing except songs if you don't have a band except, you know. Yeah. And that's why I didn't I, I didn't write anything. Peter didn't either. And and so when we decided we're going to do this, you know, we announced it to the world without having a shred of music. <laughs> but, you know, luckily it worked really well. Peter and I sat down for a couple of months or three months, and by the end of the, that period we had <laughs> something like 30, 40 songs. Wow, so you got a little yeah. stuff to work on the next time around already. Well, maybe, or maybe we'll write newer stuff yet. You know, again, we'll see. We have plenty of leftover stuff from this album, but we'll probably write some new stuff again. When, when you start writing for the record, when you sit down, is there like a certain frame of mind you have to get into, you know, for an accept song? Or because you are accept, what comes out is just going to be an accept song? Well, both. I mean, you kind of have to remind yourself what Except really is all about because sometimes you come up with stuff that's good and it kind of sounds like us, but at the same time, it's a little bit off course and it sounds a little bit like somebody else or it reminds you a little bit of it. So it's a little bit less typical Except, and then you kind of have to pull yourself together and say, no, you got to sacrifice that one. It's not 100% on target, so leave that one away and move over to this other song. And in that whole process, we had great help from Andy Sneep, our producer, because he was or is a lifelong Accept fan. He really has a, has a keen sense of what what Accept is or should be like, you know. Yeah, Andy's a Andy's a great producer. He's been working with so many bands and putting out some top quality products. Do you think you'll go back into the studio with Andy again if you, uh, you have the chance? Oh yeah, we saw him last night, and he said he was going to do it. He came by a show here in. Uh, uh, wherever, Santa Ana, yeah. California, and, and he happened to be in the neighborhood, and he stopped by, and yeah, definitely, oh yeah, we're going to, we're already thinking about time frames, and when we're going to start working, and all that, so, it's a done deal, as far as all we're right. concerned. That's great, and yeah, if you talk about, like, the the business end of, you know, of, of, of music today, uh, how was it getting into the business end, compared to the last time you put out an Accept record, you know, the industry changed so much over oh, the yeah. years, uh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy what's good, going on. How did you handle question, that? Good yeah. uh, Very carefully. I mean, you have to, yeah, like you said, everything has changed. All the rules have changed, you know. Nobody sells huge amounts of records anymore, like in the 80s. When the 80s, you used to go on tour to support the album. Because if, if any, you made your album, your money on album sales and merchandise and all that. 
nowadays, if ever you, you try to go and have an album so you can go on tour a lot yeah. of times. And and for us, it's sort of an in-between. I think we're so, selling pretty well with this new record, but it's surely nowhere near the... Um, near the numbers anybody did in the 80s and we're fully aware of that so we're you know and then everything you know that whole online business is much more important nowadays than ever because it wasn't even around and we you know That's right. stopped in the 90s it's barely got was in its infancy then you know emails was a big deal then <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was just getting started back then i know it's true. You know, like what you say, like bands aren't selling what they used to sell in the 80s, but it's like because people go on the Internet today and they download these records for free, I mean, right. you know, you may have sold 5,000 copies of the record, but 150,000 other people have it. It's just that they didn't pay for it. And that's the shame right. of the matter is because a lot of albums right. are out there. They're just not being paid for, which really hurts the band in the end. And, and and that's the shame of what's going on right now is that people don't want to buy that CD or like the old days when we used to get vinyl records, which I still miss. It's a whole package, yeah. and people today don't get that. The younger generation don't quite grasp that. Well, yeah, we're somewhat fortunate in the sense that the, that the true metal fans still want to have the actual copy. You know, they want to have it signed and they want to have that little booklet and all that kind of stuff. And that is that is good for us. So a lot of a lot of fans still buy it, but you're right. I mean. Not near as many as as they used to, just because of that capability of downloading it and, and copying and emailing it as an MP3 to their friends, you know. I know it's a it's a it's a terrible thing for like you know the bands because they deserve the you know to make the money off what they do. And if you look back in the 80s, like we used to make cassette tapes back then, and we would trade right. with our friends, but we still went out and bought the records. We just you know wanted to hear the music and and show our friends a new band. But we always went out and got the record. We just didn't, like, make a copy of the cassette back then to keep it. It was just to make you hear the band, but we always went out and bought it. And that's something that, you know, doesn't happen anymore. That's true. That's true, my friend. I know. Yeah. But, you know, the Internet's got um, upsides, too, you know, because it allows us to communicate with everybody much faster. You know, when we want to spread the word that we're going to do, I don't know, something new tour, new video, new album, something, you know, within a matter of days or minutes, sometimes people will know. And that is pretty cool, too. I mean, people really, the show hasn't finished yet, and people are already posting stuff on YouTube, and, yeah. you know, they're talking about the set list, and, you know, it, it, fans are much more informed and in tune with what's going on nowadays. You no, know, that's, for good that's or for true. bad, if you, you know, you can't, you know, for good or for worse, you know. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's a new world with new rules. It is. You got. I guess you got to adapt to everything that goes on. And you know, you talk about the past. And every band used to want to come over from Europe to tour the U.S. And now it seems like it's the opposite. Every band wants to get back over to Europe. Since you've been getting yeah. out of the country a lot lately, uh, do you see? It? Is it getting better? You know, the different areas. I mean, I know over here in New York, it's a big, you know, it's a big city, so you'll get more people. But you know, when you spread out around the country. Is it still pretty decent for touring right now? Is it picking up? It's a mixed bag. I mean, sometimes you have good areas, pockets of good good audience reaction, uh, good attendance, and some others it's not so good. It's just uh, the the truth of the matter. But I think we're, we're every time that we're coming back to an area, we get more people just because you know the word gets out that hey they're back and they're for real and they put on a hell of a show. So. It's going quite well for us, but overall, I have to agree that you know the situation is 
somewhat pitiful here in, in, in the United States as far as the metal scene is concerned. That's why everybody is trying to get over to Europe and play these festivals and other larger venues over there where metal is still, or again, really vibrant and, and alive, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. You you want to play in front of the biggest crowds you can. You want to get your message out to the most people. So I can understand that. Sure. Hopefully, you know it'll start coming around, you know, more sure. again over here in, in this country. You know, especially with you guys out there hitting the road like this. You know, everybody's got to go out and see you. Exactly, that's what I say. And it's going really well. Don't get me wrong, but it's you know obviously not on the level that you know Europe is. Or you know, and there's new markets too that we that didn't even exist in the '80s. That's that's a good side. All of Eastern Europe and you know uh, uh, Russia and Asia, and now we're going into South America. So there's you know all these other secondary and third markets that are pretty promising and really doing well for us. So it's all good in the end, you know. That's great, man. You know, Wolf, I'm running out of time, and before I let you go, I just want to thank you for talking to me today. I can't I can't wait to see you guys again when you hit the New York area. And if you can, tell Peter, try to work in Sea Winds or Sounds of Warmth in the set so I get to hear him sing again. Ah, Sea Winds, eh? Yeah. Well, actually, some people have suggested that. We might, might actually do that just because it keeps coming up. Yeah, definitely get that in there. It would be great to hear that old stuff. <laughs> That's a really old one. Gosh, wasn't it on the very first one? I think it was, that, wasn't it? Yeah, that was on the first record, those two songs, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's going all the way back into the archive. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe one day, right? Maybe one day, yes, sir. Never say never. All right, well, I want to thank you, man. I really appreciate talking to you today. Best of luck with Accept, and I can't wait to hear the new record when you get it done. You bet. Thank you, sir. Nice thank talking to you. Thank you very much. Take care, Wolf. Take care. Bye-bye.
to thank Wolf Hoffman for taking the time to talk to me. And that comes off the, the last Except Record Blood of Nations. That was a sign called Time Machine. Good guy, Wolf, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Alex said he speaks English very well. Like, they've been in the country since like the late 80s, I think. They've all oh, been living here. Yeah. Yeah, but like I was saying, uh, Wolf Hoffman's wife, uh, Gabby, who manages them, right. uh, she wrote most of the lyrics to the early Accept Records because none of them could speak English back then or... Or writing English. And well, they didn't have, yeah, they didn't have a great command of the language, and uh, yeah, you know. So if you see Deathy or DC on on the albums, that's really her. Right. And that, that's the name she went by. And she wrote a lot of the earliest songs. That's why a lot of people think Udo was gay and everything. Yeah, he might be. You never know. But it was only because a woman was writing the the words, and it was like from her point of view on a lot of songs. You know. Yeah, that was kind of odd. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's one thing to have, a, you know, somebody help you out, but I mean, it's a man singing it. You know why? I guess but you know. I guess they, it was the balls to the wall album. Yeah. Not, the cover wasn't like. Yeah, I mean, it was balls to the wall, you know. But no one wanted like you know a leather bikini in their face, you know. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that, nice that album kind of changed a yeah. lot of people, but. Yeah. Ah, what are you gonna do? What you an know, ex- I, I, what I'm an sorry, excellent God. album. But what an excellent album. It know? was great record. Two good ones in a row from them back then. Russell and Wild. Yes. And then balls Definitely. to the walls, some good stuff. Uh, yeah, I just I, I want to interject, and I and not that I don't know if I would have had the balls to say it, but I would have loved to ask him. I mean, because a lot of people said, well, you know, Udo wouldn't want anything to do with it. Well, yeah, he wanted to, from what I read on a lot of postings. Udo wanted, uh, what's his name, um, Steve, um, no, Stefan. Kaufman in the band as the second guitarist and they had the idea of, of bringing in Herman and Frank now Herman and Frank you know did tour with them and everything but yeah. Udo wanted his guitarist this is his right hand man that's been with him since he left except yep who was the original not the original drummer but the drummer on the second I'm a Rebel album that's yeah. the second album to me he was on that album, and he was on... He was from the classic lineup. I know he was on the Breaker album, right? And yeah. actually wrote on the Breaker album, too. So, like, he is more of a, of a member than a, a Herman Frank, to me. Yeah. So, from what I understand, Udo wanted to make, you know, like, it, like if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right, and this is my, you know... And they were like, well, we want to do it, but we don't want to, you know... We don't want to. We don't want to bend. You know. I hear you. We have ideas to do it this way, and you know, and and you got on. You got to relate to the people that there are probably about twelve Udo albums, UDO albums, that are out right right now from the last from the last Except album that Udo recorded with them. Yeah. To now, so Udo oh, yeah. has never stopped. No, right. he's been active the whole time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe they're not a gem. You know, uh, every album is not a gem, like Blood of the Nations. But Udo's been cranking them out, and St- and uh, Stefan Kaufman has been with him playing guitar. Yeah. He's doing a pretty damn good job, and Wolf is an excellent guitar player. One of the un- one one of the definitely underrated guitar players, and um, Kaufman never played with Wolf. Uh, with Wolf, I mean, excuse me. Uh, you know, as far as guitar, so he huh. probably looks down on Calvin and says, "He can't play guitar with me." You know. Yeah. So I mean, there's 
probably a little bit about arrogance. And Wolf is is a professional photographer. Okay, yeah. that's how he makes his living. Up till you know, up till maybe last year, he probably never mentioned musician on on his W, you know, on his uh, W four, W two, whatever. Boy, you got but, so much to say. You should have called in that that day. Yeah, talking. I know. I was probably. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was taking my knees somewhere. Right. I don't know. But I I don't think I would have had the balls to say it. You know, but um. Nobody, you know, nobody's actually mentioned it, you know. And as far as getting um, Mark was just was just a, a haphazard thing. Him and Peter were, uh, Wolf and Peter were jamming someplace in New Jersey uh, or someplace in Pennsylvania, excuse me, closer to where Peter lives in a, in a, in a studio. And uh, the guy who was doing the engineering was just, you know, recording their jam session said I know a friend of mine who uh, is a singer. He was in a band called, you know, um, T.T. Quick. And um, he knows, he's a big fan of Accept. And they said, yeah, call him down. So they called him down. He's an electrician, still at the, to this day he's an electrician. And he came down. He, he must have done electrical work for the studio. He came down to meet them, was probably stoked to meet, you know, some of his favorite uh you know some of his idols, and um, he he could he could do anything Udo can do because uh, he's ten years younger, and um, he did it. You know, remember when we used to see them? They used to do half 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 uh, cover tunes and half originals, and they used to do except you know Ozzy, Maiden, you know, yep. Saxon, you know. Wolf we'll just said all that, but yeah, he just said yeah. all that during the interview. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, okay. <laughs> he just everything you just said. You he just said word for word, except for the electrician part. Oh, all right. I didn't really hear that. I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> I thought I was listening. Uh, I'm just like, you're just repeating everything. Well, just said word for word. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't really, he didn't really say that. You know, he didn't, he wasn't doing anything for for twelve years, and Udo was out there cranking out albums. I mean, you know, he, he did say that. No, he didn't. He, he just said, said Udo. He said I hadn't been active in a long time. Yeah. He's a straight shooter, that guy. You could have came on and told him that he wouldn't have taken offense to it. He would have just, he would have just answered it. He just, I, anything I said to him, he you get the feel from that guy, like he. Didn't have any problems talking about anything. Nothing was like you know off limits or sacred or would bother him. He knows that it's you know he's just like riding the wave right now mm. for, for as long as oh, it yeah. goes. Well, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I you know I support. I, I bought I bought the CD and I was at two of the shows and rock and roll, man. I know, man. You made it to the very end. Even I had to pack it in after like uh, two hours. <laughs> you held out longer than me. You made it right up to the very end. Yeah, it was a great show. It was. It really was, and it was good and that it was, it was the first one, one back of our too, own you know? from the New York, New Jersey area. Do well, you know. Yeah, you know, you're not going to get it like that again, like a two and a half hour set by them. Oh, definitely not. So it was good that we uh, we got that over there. But Wolf was a good guy, and uh, that was off the brand new record. I'm going to get on that song later on by Peter Baltes, one that he sings. I'll put that on. Maybe we'll close with that tonight. Okay, it's like more of a a, a ballad, no? Power ballad. Yeah, yeah, the yeah power I think it ballad. is. Yeah. It's pretty slow. I, I have both of them uploaded. I'll see which one I comes up first. But not to, I won't mention any names, but our country bumpkin friend over there. What happened now? You know, in Arkansas, he has a he, you know he has his own radio uh, show. Right. I won't mention the name of it, but like he right. has a habit of replaying other people's shows on his oh. show. 
Why? And he does like he plays uh, D. Schneider's House of Hair. Oh. While D. Schneider's on live, he just like opens up the microphone on his thing and replays the show. He does it with a lot of live concerts that are broadcast exclusively over uh, you know different networks and everything. Uh oh. So I sent them an email. I said, you know, you got to watch with that. I said, it's one thing taking a chance to play music and getting caught. They'll send you a thing not to play. But if you're rebroadcasting another network signal yeah, as it's live, I said, you know, they pay for affiliates and franchises. Like, you know, like, like the way a restaurant's a franchise, radio stations pay for the affiliates to carry those shows for a lot of money. And if you're putting anything for free, you're going to, you know, you're going to have trouble. He goes, mm-hmm. I can do it because before I air the show, I make a joke about something and it becomes a parody. I'm like, you could buy into that all you want, but I guarantee you there's a lawyer out there a lot smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to say it's not a parody. <laughs> so he wouldn't listen to me. So I, I had a cease and desist daughter, and I just changed the name around and put his name on there in the show. Oh, you're a prick. And I, <laughs> I emailed it there, but the law firm that made up was the most ridiculous name that if you pronounce it over and over again, you would realize that it was stupid. Oh, one of those? Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I sent it to him, and then Alex told me he was like in a panic because he thought he was going to get sued. So I, then he goes, I try, I got me, he goes, I tried emailing that thing, but it kept calling up the email address, but it's not valid. I was like, read the name of the, the address on there. I was like, I can't remember the name it made up, but it was just stupid. But he didn't catch it, so now he's not doing it anymore. So you got to be careful like, with that. Was it like homosexual or something like that? Yeah, so I can't remember what I put down. Like a I belly or something like I that. don't have a copy because I mailed it directly to him. I didn't make a copy of it. Yeah. But, yeah, it was something real dumb, you know. That's but I said, you got to be careful. He didn't He didn't want to listen to me. you got to be careful with that. Well, hopefully he takes it to, you know, takes it to heart because I'd hate to see him shut down on an FCC FCC type thing. You know? Exactly. Even um, you know, uh, there's a place called SWCast, I think it is, mm-hmm. and uh, you pay them each month, uh, and you're covered, you know, for the music you play, your royalties and everything. Right, right. And you have to broadcast through their site. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of places like that. I can't remember the exact name of the company uh, that does it, but it goes on your listeners. If you have like less than ten, you pay nine ninety nine a month, and you know, the more listeners you have, it goes up. Sure. But you're covered for all the music you play, which is a great thing. So for like maybe 20 bucks a month, you, you know, you protect yourself. It's worth it in the end compared to getting hit with tons of fines. Yeah. But you have to just broadcast your show through their site, and a couple of places offer it. It doesn't work here where we on Blog Talk Radio because you can't rebroadcast this because uh, of the sound quality. Like where Alex does his show, like he has like 128, mm-hmm. you could do it on there. But SWKS, who was collecting royalty money from everybody, never actually paid it. They were just collecting the money and keeping it, oh. and they weren't paying it. So they just got shut down, and I don't know what's going to happen to all the people that have shows on there. They shouldn't be responsible because they signed the contract. They paid you know, this place. It was like the middleman, I guess. Yeah, that's true. But I got to feel they're, they're, all gonna, they're coming after them, I think, now, too, all the broadcasters, wow. which I think is wrong because they did the right thing. They signed up. They paid. Yeah. You know, take, it's, it, it's like Bernie Madoff. You gave him the money, and he stole yeah. it. I mean, you know. They shouldn't be held responsible, but you know they're going to go after them too, and that's a damn shame that these people paid to do it the right way, but the company, you know, yeah. robbed them. Mm. What a shame. Wow. That's enough talking. <laughs> yeah, How about we do our that. demolition segment? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, hang on. Let me see what I got here. All right, this is a band called Kim Six. Okay. They're out of uh, they're out of Denmark. Everybody said that these guys were going to be the next merciful fate, like when fate started taking off in the like around eighty three, eighty four. Right. But these guys are like going to follow them up. They had a female single whose name was Kim Six. Uh-huh. That's the name she went by. Her real name was, I think, Lone Jensen. And they were a pretty good band, but they didn't really go anywhere. It just didn't pan out for them. You know, they had the two demo tapes out and, and a single, like, within the same year. And they kind of disappeared. So 
So I guess they really wanted the next Merciful Fate, who only disappeared about two years after them anyway <laughs> on their own. But uh, tonight you get a copy of the first demo tape. Uh, it's up on the block spot right now. Uh, and I'm going to get on, let me say, I uploaded the whole demo, actually, because uh, I wasn't paying attention. But uh, we'll get on Wedding Night with the Devil. So this is Kim Six. Go download the demo right now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.